Who is the best MMA fighter in the world? What is my pound for pound going into 2020? Well, we're in 2020 and I'm going to say who I believe is my pound for pound. few honourable mentions I have to mention. Covington, obviously losing to Usman hasn't helped him, but he's just sunk outside my top 10. Uh, Poirier, again, he's definitely... like. The Gaethje win was a big one for me, uh, especially when you look at how Gaethje's done now. Holloway beating one of the best featherweights, uh, or one of the greatest ever, you could say. Beating him, he's just sunk outside my top 10. Uh, Woodley, his uh, inactiveness has, uh, inactivity has uh, sort of sunk him away, um, away from my top 10. Um, Whitaker losing the belt. Uh, Holloway, I mean, the two losses have basically put him out here. But you know what? One of the best to ever do it. Can't deny. Can't deny the man. Um, Douglas Lima, again, just beating Rory McDonald, avenged uh, avenged his loss. I couldn't find space for him uh, because of that Rory McDonald loss. It only happened three fights before his avenged loss, avenged uh, win. Uh, he's just sunk outside that top 10 uh but we're going to get into the top 10 now. So, in the number 10 position, I'm picking Kamaro Usman. So, I'm going to I'm going to go back to when I s- sort of felt where I was like, okay, he he has it. He has that it factor that I believe he could he will be fighting for the title one day. I didn't expect him to then a few months later go and actually sign to fight Tyron Woodley. So he fought RDA after Colby fought RDA. You could say that he basically got sloppy seconds, but he definitely RDA definitely looked good out there. He looked good. He looked like RDA of old. He's not. He's not the RDA of twenty nineteen. It was. It was. It was the RDA of twenty eighteen, and he was. I mean, he just came off basically a title shot, really. Because that uh, Covington uh, loss, basically that was a title fight. Um, Woodley was injured. Covington, um, in my opinion, would have had a 50-50 with uh, Woodley. So it was a really big fight. And have, having that win, I was like, okay, you, you, you showed me that you deserve my respect. Let's see you again. Maybe put you with uh, Covington. That would be a nice fight. Uh, Darren Till would be a great fight as well. Usman Till. No, he doesn't do that. He goes straight into a title shot uh, against Woodley because the Covington deal fell through and Woodley just beat Till in magnificent fashion. Uh, And we all thought, ah, this this will probably be a win for Woodley. Uh, But you know what? Let's see how it goes, you know? Let's see how it goes. I definitely thought that. I definitely thought that uh, I feel like Woodley's just too good. And I thought he'd outclass him. But it turns out Usman outclassed Woodley. And actually Usman came in with a better game plan with them body shots basically ruling the fight, outstrengthing Woodley almost. And Woodley didn't have an answer. He then comes in, stays off for nine months. I weren't too happy about that. Uh, That's why he's not further up in my list, to be honest, because he should have really fought in the summer. And you know what? Then he said he had injuries. Okay, fair enough, but... Come on, man. Let's 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 get you back in. You can definitely get like, you can definitely got in in the summer, in my opinion. And he's just delaying, delaying, delaying. 
He then fights Colby Covington in a tough fight that I believe if Colby Covington saw the end of the fifth round, it could have went either way. But he did end up getting the win, knocking him down repeatedly and then going for the finish. Controversial finish, but definitely a deserved win for Kamara Usman. Great great victory. And just that victory alone showed that he has heart, heart of a lion, heart of a warrior, because he got tagged hard and came back and stayed in that fight till the fifth round. And getting a knockout in the fifth round. A knockout with one minute to go in the fifth round. Amazing. Top 10 for that reason alone. Congratulations, Kamara Usman. Number nine. Um, well, I did struggle. I'm not going to lie. I did struggle with this. Uh, I, I don't want to be biased to, to, to like UFC, but I am going to put number nine uh, as Ryan Bader. Ryan Bader basically was the Daniel Cormier of Bellator. Light heavyweight champion. I mean, the, the guy decided to go up to heavyweight, which he really didn't need to. He was pretty comfortable where he was. He then moves up <laughs> to heavyweight. And uh, I, personally, I, I, I didn't believe that he could, uh, he could get the job done. Uh, he ends up beating Fedor Emelianenko. Uh, and then winning the 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 the, the I, I just don't know I don't know if I should I put him higher it's so hard because I would have put him higher but he he has he has been quite inactive and his his last fight against Congo was quite controversial he did beat Matt, Matt Mitrione uh very dominant win in my opinion. Knocking out Fedor was a bit okay. I, I'm not gonna lie, I did expect it because Fedor at that point his chin was gone. He his chin's been gone for a while. I did sort of expect that. But even if you look at some of some of his wins in the UFC before he left, I mean, he's beaten likes of OSP, uh, Rashad Evans, Latifi, Nogueira. I mean, he's definitely fought the who's who's in the UFC, and then decides to jump ship, and uh, I feel like the, the Mohamed Lawal fight, uh, at Bellator 199, that was, again, a, 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 a fight, I was like, okay, he's, he's knocking these guys out, in the first round, he then knocks out Fedor, in the first round, the Matt Mitrone fight, showed that he has, a, he has a gas tank as well, at heavyweight, because at heavyweight, he definitely packs up, a lot more weight, uh, a lot more muscle, and I was a bit concerned about, will he be able to, keep his gas tank at a steady level and he did he did it was only three rounds fair enough but he did and he definitely stayed around in that fifth round in that third round uh, I, di I did enjoy I did enjoy um that fight I did enjoy the uh better tour uh world grand prix um the reason I put him at number nine uh and so low down was really because his last win was a year ago against someone with a glass chin you could say almost and an old beaten Fedor Emelianco I feel, I feel like his last proper win was in October uh, when he fought uh, Mitrione uh, the Congo fight obviously the eye poke thing whole problem with that I'm going to have to put him at number 9 for that reason uh, definitely deserved though definitely deserved of um, 
definitely deserved of that um, top top ten. But you know what? I'm I'm gonna put him number nine. Now. I'm sticking with him at number nine because I feel like I'm gonna have to put who I'm gonna put as number number eight. Who I am putting Israel Adesanya. Now Israel Adesanya, uh, in my opinion, has sort of taken over the UFC. He's he's sort of now that he's a new. I don't like saying he's a new Conor McGregor, but he is the new cash cow almost. He definitely they, there's definitely money in him. Uh, beating Whitaker in such dominant fashion and almost making it easy. Like he, he didn't seem like he was trying almost. That's what and against a killer like Whitaker, boy, that was that's mad. That is insane. Adesanya, if we look at his record, Derek Brunson, sort of the gatekeeper of the middleweight division, smashes him out in the first round. Okay. Well, he, we, we definitely know now he is a top five fighter. He's definitely going to be in contention for that title with a couple of wins. He then gets straight interim belt uh, against Kelvin Gaston. And you know what? I was skeptical. I was like, you know what? I, I do believe Kelvin Gaston's going to win. He has a lot of power. And if he hits, is Radisanya. Adesanya is not going to know what to do. And actually, that did happen in the first round when he did get wobbled. But he came back. Adesanya came back and was like, you know what? I have been I have been dropped here. I have been dropped, quotations. I've been wobbled. I'm going to come back and I'm going to prove that, you know what? I've got heart. I, I've, I'm definitely on that next level. My my crisp shots, my sniper-esque style. My, sorry, sniper-esque style. It's hard to say quickly. Um that's gonna that's gonna get me this win and boy he went to that fifth round and oh it was amazing to see that whole fight but then the first round gets rocked fifth round he's just dropping repeatedly Kelvin Kelvin Gastelum getting dropped repeatedly insane fight one of the best fights of the year uh, Israel Sanya uh, was close for the um, was close for fighter of the year uh, but what can, what can what can you say about the guy I mean. Brilliant fighter, uh, came in, fought Whitaker, fought, my opinion, the best middleweight champion since Anderson Silva. Um, I love Michael Bisping being British, but like pure technique style. Whitaker, one of the best middleweights um, right now, and he just makes it look easy. Israel Asanya is my number eight. Number seven, I'm going to have to put Tony Ferguson. Now, there was a bit... I could put Stipe is between them two, but Stipe avenging that DC loss has sort of put him there almost. He's now okay. He's 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 definitely there. Uh, I, I am, I am going to put uh, Tony Ferguson number seven. Um, Ferguson, again... 13-fight win streak, is it? Just beat Cowboy. Amazing fight. Beat Anthony Pettis. Again, amazing fight. Uh, beat Kevin Lee. Amazing fight. RDA, amazing You can go on and on and on and on and on. Point is, he's got such a great resume. The fact that he hasn't fought for a proper title is kind of disrespectful. It's being booked April 18th on my birthday. He's going to be fighting for the title against Habib. Uh, if, he beats, if he beats Habib... He's in that number one spot. He's number one. But right now, as he's going into 2020, 
He is number seven. Not much to talk about. Just look at his resume. He deserves to have a title shot. It's kind of disrespectful how he hasn't. It's been booked. If he wins, he's in that number top spot. Number six is Stipe Miocic. He avenged his loss against DC. And you know what? <sighs> you've got you got you got you gotta sit here and go, you know what? He he he's probably the best heavyweight to ever do it. I'm a big DC fan. I love DC and that that's why I, I am actually putting DC ahead. Of Stipe, you could call me biased, don't really care, it's my list, shut up, shut up, but point is, Stipe is probably the best heavyweight to ever do it, but in that fight, the reason why he's below DC is because the trilogy fight is being made, that's going to happen, whenever it happens, it's going to happen, Stipe was getting dominated from the first round to the third round. He then found success in for a couple of minutes uh, aiming for the body. DC then basically gets very badly hurt and he gets him. Very fair victory. Very good victory. So, totally deserved. Great game plan for Stipe. Great. All that. Can't deny, however, DC was dominating. Three rounds, 3-0 three DC. If he just stayed and danced around the cage for two rounds, he would have won. So... That's why he soloed down. I believe DC's win against Miocic was better than Stipe's win over uh, DC. Um, listen, Stipe's probably one of the best to ever do it, but he's got he's got he's got to conclude the trilogy. If he beats DC again, he's definitely in that top three. He's definitely in that top three if he beats DC again. We just have to see, and mate, if if John Jones comes up and fights Stipe, that that cements him as as one of the greatest of all time. If he wins that fight, I believe that cements him as the greatest of all time. So uh, we'll have to see how that goes. So that's number six. Number five, I'm gonna go for a a controversial one. I would say, but I don't feel like the casual fans are gonna know really about. You're gonna know about Demetrius Mighty Mouse Johnson. Uh, basically, he got traded um, for Ben Askren. Um, him and Sage Northcutt got traded. Um, and you know what? When you look at his resume, you gotta look back through the years. He basically lost to Henry Cejudo. Fair enough. It was split, but he he lost. It was fair. He then says, right, I've not really showed respect here. I'm going to jump over to one. And basically, had a rough start in his first fight. Um, I remember he definitely didn't... He found success in the second round and ended up getting submission. But he definitely did have a rough period. He then dominates his next two fights and becomes becomes the one bantamweight champion. Uh, if you look back at his resume, uh, he's kind of... It's kind of insane. Benavidez twice, Ray Borg, uh, Henry Cejudo, John Dodson, uh, John, Don, John, sorry, John Dodson twice. Um, they're, 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 he's, he's beaten the who's who of that division, and people did say that division is shallow, but the people he fought weren't were were the actual killers. And you guarantee, if, if Mighty Mouse wasn't there, one of them would just. 
it'd be tough, put it that way, it'd be like a, it'd be like a welterweight almost, it'd be like a welterweight division where there's so many killers, it's just because of how good Johnson was, he was just on that next level, that it sort of made it uninteresting, he then jumps over to one, not many, I had a bit of faith of him, but I thought, you know what, the, the, the kickboxing style, I don't know how it's going to go with him. And he just proves yet again. He's the most well-rounded fighter to ever do it. One of the very best. Comes over to one and basically takes over. You've got to give it to him. Big respect, Demetrius Mighty Mouse Johnson. I will be following his career in one. Um, he's, 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 so he's won the, uh, the Flyweight Grand Prix. I believe he's the Bantamweight champion though. I'm gonna look that up now. Give me a minute because their weight their weight divisions are a bit confusing. So one jump. Uh, yeah, so he is at Bantamweight. Uh for um it's basically flyweight, but it's different sort of uh divisions. So I'm I'm gonna put him as that number five slot. Um, big respect, big respect, always. Um, yeah. What more can I? Uh, what more can I say? Let's look. Let's go on back to my word document with all my. Okay, there we go. Number four, Daniel Cormier. So DC was winning that fight for three rounds. If he just used his wrestling or basically went with the game plan that AKA set out for him and just took him down and basically just just basically I'm not gonna lie, lay on top of him for maybe a round or so. He would have won that fight and he just didn't he's he's so experienced but yet that inexperienced, that little mm, it's just it's just upsetting. But you know what? I'm putting him in the, in the top five because, in my opinion, he was dominating that fight. Great game plan by uh, uh, Stipe, but listen, trilogy. I see DC winning. I see DC as a better fighter. DC was champ, champ. He didn't lose his light heavyweight belt. Um, he only lost to John Jones once. The second fight don't count. I love to see him go and fight John Jones at light heavyweight, and try, if he does beat Stipe. Don't retire. Fight uh, a, light, a light heavyweight one more time. Do they want wake up one more time? What's one more time going to do? Fight John Jones. And try and become champ champ. Two-time champ champ before you call it career. Either way, look at his record. It is insane. The only blimp in his record is John Jones and Stipe. And they are classified. Well, they're definitely one, uh, one of the best of all time in John Jones. Probably people call the best of all time. And um, Stipe, one of the best, uh, one of the best heavyweights. But people do consider him the best heavyweight of all time. If DC does beat Stipe, you gotta put DC as the best heavyweight of all time, in my opinion. Uh, seeing in that the only loss is Stipe, but he won that trilogy. We'll see how it goes. Anyway, Henry Cejudo is my number three. I mean, if you just look at what he did, I mean, when you look. Him beating Marlon Rice, I was so sure that this was that would be it. And to be fair, the first round was quite shaky for Suhudo, but he just just had a switch, and he just basically 
leg kick, leg kick. And, t- and basically, Marlon Moraes and I know he's in the Aldo fight, tired out big, big, big time. And he's he done it in the Aldo fight, done it in the Cejudo fight. Cejudo has such tremendous wrestling, Olympic wrestler, gold medal, never uses it, very similar to uh, um, Justin Gaethje. Insane to me, insane how good he is at wrestling and never uses it, but still beat TJ Dillashaw, considered, well, drug cheap, but was considered the best bantamweight of all time, beat one of the best of all time in Demetrius Johnson, and then beats a killer in Marlon Moraes. You have to put him in the top three. Big year for uh, Henry Cejudo. Uh, I know the Demetrius Johnson was 2018, but we're going to count it all like he hasn't lost since then. Top three, Henry Cejudo. Number two, I am putting John Jones. Uh, reason he doesn't get ahead of Habib is because Habib dominated Dustin Poirier and dominated McGregor and dominated, I would say dominated Iaquinta. Iaquinta definitely did have moments of, but basically dominated Iaquinta, dominated Edson, just dominated. John Jones had issues with Thiago Santos, and I'm not going to lie, I was I was leaning towards Thiago Santos. Maybe that's me being a DC fan. And ne- come, the only reason I got into MMA was because of how I didn't like John Jones. But Thiago Santos definitely took him to that to that brink. Uh, and with a t- t- blown out ACL, I don't know. I can't put him ahead of a beep for that reason. Uh, the Gustafsson fight was amazing. Uh, John Jones showing showing how good how how much of a class class fighter he is and just seems like he has the answer and obviously trains at um jackson wink one of the best uh tacticians of all time and they just tactically so aware of uh gustafson's um basically the reach of gustafson that was the issue they had before the height and reach it was very similar he sort of realized how to deal with it um which was like that butterfly technique that Anderson Silva uses. Great by John Jones. Definitely put him in the top two. But the the Thiago Santos fight is a reason why he isn't getting ahead of Habib. And number one is obviously Habib. Habib, Dustin Poirier smashed him. Conor McGregor smashed. I Quinta smash, 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 smash. He's never, he's lost one round. And that round, basically, he gave up because oh, I'm going to stand up with McGregor when everyone knew that he would get lit up if he stands with McGregor. And he's like, okay, no, I can't be, can't be asked with this. Nah, I can't be asked with this. Let's just take him down and just end this because I want to go. I want to go back to Dagestan and like, you know, well, I don't know what they do in Dagestan. I don't know, but like, he just, he just wanted to get out of there. He's like, I'm done with this now. Had my fun. I want to end him. And that was because Habib wanted to knock out McGregor, but that was just. Not going to happen, unfortunately. I feel like a submission is worse than a knockout uh, because he's forcibly quitting, whereas not getting knocked out, he hasn't really got a choice. So it be, my opinion, the win against uh, Poirier, the win against McGregor, you can't deny the man how good he is. Dominates his fight, only lost one round. That is why John Jones is below Habib, and that's why Habib Namagomedov is my number one. If he beats Tony Ferguson, he is my GOAT. He Right now, John Jones is my GOAT. 
John Jones is my greatest of all time. And I hate him. I hate John Jones. I'm a DC fan. And I, but I'm saying it now, John Jones is a GOAT right now. Just because if you look at his resume, his resume, he's basically, he's undefeated. The Matt Hamill lost that mean. He's undefeated, John Jones. But he hasn't dominated fights the way Habib has dominated fights. The only thing that John Jones has over Habib is a better resume. And with this fight against Tony Ferguson, He's leveled up that resume. He's leveled it up big time. McGregor, uh, McGregor, Ferguson, Poirier, Barboza. I believe he's fought RDA. I Quinta. Oh, and if he fights Justin Gaethje, if Habib fights Justin Gaethje, that puts him even more in stone as the greatest of all time. My opinion, he's right now the pound for pound king. Anyway, thank you guys for watching. Um, it's been interesting talking about this. It's a fun podcast to do. Um, I'm going to do my McGregor uh, Cowboy uh, post-fight reactions because it's currently the 15th. The fight's happening in a couple of days. Can't wait for that. Done my prediction uh, podcast if you want to go and listen to that. It is available on Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. It's literally available everywhere. Um, Please subscribe. Please leave a rating. And, uh, yeah, thank you guys for watching. And, uh, yeah, watching. Thank you guys for listening. I'm going to finish this YouTube video. Thank you guys for listening. Peace.